Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you once again for tuning in. So uh, in a minute here, we'll get started on uh, today's uh, topic, today's uh, uh, episode. Just a quick reminder that uh, these episodes uh, come uh, three times a week, and then there's also uh, a live uh, uh, video on Instagram that we do every Thursday at 8 Mountain Time. And uh, let's get a lot of people on there. Uh, that's a little bit more interactive. It's an it's a opportunity to ask questions and get clarification on things. It's a little bit more, uh, like I said, it's a little bit more interactive. And, and honestly, it's uh, something that's a lot of fun for me, uh, especially as people get involved versus me just, you know, talking to myself and and, uh, you know, I do enough of that at home. Anyway, so let's get uh, to today's topic. And, and this one's kind of a thinker. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking and looking at, you know, what uh, my clients are exposed to and why we have so much in terms of depression, in terms of anxiety. And, uh, you know, this happens across cultures throughout the world. But uh, one of the things I've noticed is that, um, and not all people are like this, but what I've noticed is a lot of anxiety and depression, as you might understand for yourself, is this idea that uh, we're falling short, right? And people that uh, experience uh, depression, they've learned, or anxiety, they've learned that you might find yourself, for example, saying, um, I did that, but I didn't do it good enough. And uh, what I say to clients is I don't really know what enough is. So you might have that internal pressure of uh, feeling like, whether it's your childhood or depression or whatever, saying that uh, I fall short, I'm not good enough, and uh, or um, I need to be perfect. I don't know what perfect is either. But the reality is, well, let's go to the social level. So the social level, one of the things I've noticed, uh, and this even uh, has impacted me, and that is, you know, there's these social norms, these uh, sayings, if you will, out there. And uh, I, the reality of of these sayings is that they put the bar really high, and uh, they can be really exhausting for ourselves because the implication is that uh, if we don't aspire to uh, what these uh, these social expectations uh, uh, imply. If we don't aspire, if we don't accomplish those, then somehow we're not effective or we're less than. And and the idea is that you can actually work very hard at meeting those things, and either you don't meet them or you do meet them, but you don't see it as enough in and of yourself. So let's look at uh, a couple of those statements. And uh, you know, uh, at some point, I'm gonna I'm going to. Uh, we've got motivational speakers, and, and I respect what they do, but at some point I'm going to find my way to uh, to do some work as a, what I call a realistic speaker. And uh, the realism, you know, I, I picture myself uh, in a place, uh, auditorium or whatever, where I'm talking about uh, the other, you know, the uh, 98% of people that uh, go to a motivational speaker, leave feeling inspired, and within a couple of years feel really deflated because um, they're not uh, capable in their minds of accomplishing what, what is implied. So motivational speaking, there's nothing wrong with being motivated, but let's be realistic too, so that uh, when we fall short of something or we don't reach something, we're not uh, experiencing so much depression. We're, we're looking at it as, uh, hey, what can I do differently? So one of those, uh, what we see a lot, you see this on TV with these reality shows and so forth, uh, if you watch the uh, football, baseball, and people will say, so how did you how did you get to this level? How did you become a millionaire? How did you get to this place where you won America's Got Talent? And what they'll say is something that is really neat and comforting, but it's very misleading. So what they'll say is they'll say uh, they'll 
the the person, they'll say, you know, I just never gave up on my dream. And then they'll advise you. They'll say, wherever you're at, wherever you're due, whatever whatever uh, struggles you have, never give up on your dream. And that's neat and that's nice. And I've looked at that and I, I'm a literal person, so I'll take that quite literally. And so the idea is, hey, the notion is that that person, uh, whether it's a, a story told by like a motivational speaker or that person that just won the Super Bowl, the implication there is, is that anybody, right, can get to a specific place based on having a dream. And if you think about it, maybe think about it a little bit too hard, but if you think about it, there's also the reverse implication, and that is if you're not on the microphone talking about, you know, stick to your dream, there's kind of this this uh, uh, implication that if you're not there, then maybe you didn't, or maybe you gave up on your dream, uh, that dreams come true uh, only if you, you stick to them. And so the idea is that uh, that puts a lot, especially people that take things literally, that puts a lot of pressure on, you know, uh, falling short. If you're one of those folks that worries about being good enough and so forth, then you, you can be kind of black and white. You kind of, you know, all or nothing. And so you see these folks say, don't ever give up on your dreams. I'm evidence that, that no matter what, you can come out of poverty or whatever, and your dreams will come true. And that's really not true. I don't know what statistically that means. Uh, my the, the reference I make is, you know, for every one person that their dream comes true, there's 100,000 people that are scratching their heads seeing therapists wondering why they're falling short. Uh, because, you know, we want to be successful, don't we? We want to feel effective. And so when people have those notions like never give up on your dreams, they give us hope. And that's fine. Sometimes hope is all that we have, but we also need some realism. And so one of the things that uh, I'll talk about on this podcast and in the future is that, you know, sometimes sanity, sometimes depression and, and anxiety uh, requires, uh, in terms of reducing it, sometimes it requires some realism. And the realism is saying, you know what, if I'm going to go after this dream, you know what, I'm going to be, if I get to my dream, I'm going to be one of 10,000 that do. And I'm not better or worse because of it. Um, there's other factors involved. And so success is not defined by um, matching, you know, winning uh, first place like on America's Got Talent. You know, one of the things that uh, I've thought about in, in uh, using an example of like America's Got Talent is that uh, we want those people to win. We want those people to uh, have uh, great talents and so forth and have success. But my thoughts go to, okay, so if this person is there because they never gave up on their dream, what are we saying about the people that got second, third, fourth place, and, and or even the person that is practicing in their home dreaming to be on uh, on some type of game show, that type of thing? The idea is, on the surface, it looks like it's inspiring, but if if you're not careful, the idea is you can hold yourself to, especially if you worry about being enough, you you have to be careful how you gauge that. Um, the reality is, is that those people that you see are very few and far between. And sometimes, and this sounds kind of pessimistic, but sometimes, you know, they arrive at their dream, but there's a lot of other things that have fallen in place outside of just their own individual efforts. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can do different things to get yourself to a certain place. There are factors you don't have control of. And sometimes people have factors that come into their life that on the surface it looks like are there just because they never gave up on their dreams. And you have to be careful not to personalize that and say, okay, you know what, um, 
I'm falling short because of myself. Well, sometimes the resources, sometimes uh, the schools of thought and things that you need to get to that place just aren't there. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to step away for just a second, and uh, we'll come back and, and talk a little bit more about you know, facing things with a little bit more reality as a way to kind of manage anxiety and depression. Welcome back to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. So today we're talking about, uh, you can call it realism, uh, not really in a place where we're talking about anti-motivation, but uh, the folks that uh, I work with um, have a tendency, and maybe you're one of those, they have a tendency to, uh, well, all of us want to be effective, right? But they have a tendency to really focus on and take to heart the things that uh, they hear uh, as uh things that are are there to aid them in accomplishing things. And so, uh, you know, when we do motivational speaking, we have motivational books. Uh, Culturally, we say things like just don't give up hope. You know, something's good. Something good's coming around the corner. And those are all very comforting things. But for for many people, uh, they can be very discouraging things. And again, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be realistic and say, okay, I see every day people that come in and feel like their lack of accomplishing a dream or what have you is because they didn't have enough faith or they didn't have enough hope or they didn't work hard enough. And and the implication is is those that did arrive never gave up on their dream. Those that did arrive um, had the right amount of belief in themselves, had the right attitude. As a matter of fact, that's that's one of my uh, favorite ones. Uh, as I've as I've looked at business and so forth for myself, uh, there's a lot of material out there that says the number one uh, road or key to success, and this is motivational, right, is attitude. And uh, I think if attitude is that powerful, then we'd we'd all be millionaires. So the idea that I'm the reason why I'm talking about that though is that that depression, anxiety, uh, self worth, if it rides on that, which with a lot of people it can then we feel less than. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like there's something inherently wrong with us because of these sayings. Now, should we take these sayings so literally? You know, some people really do. Am I saying that uh, these uh, motivational speakers are misleading? No. As a matter of fact, they're, they've had an experience, and as, as a result of their experience, they, with good intention, want that, to pass that along to everyone else. And is it possible that you can accomplish anything that you want to? Maybe, but what does it mean if you don't? And that's what we have to be careful of, is that uh, it feels or looks like, right? And that's an important statement as you're going through this. It feels or looks like this is some type of deficit that I have. And the reality is, is that uh, you might be working harder than anybody uh, that has succeeded, anybody that has been uh, gotten to that point where their dreams come true. So it's not an accurate measurement of work ethic, of devotion, and so forth. There are indeed other factors that uh, play into it. Now, attitude, uh, devotion, and so forth, does that put you in a place? Hope, does that put you in a place uh, where you can succeed? Uh, it, does it increase the likelihood? Certainly, but it's not a guarantee. And that's okay. Um, it's okay for it not to be a guarantee, because, and it's okay to be realistic about it because your mental health depends upon it. So the idea is when you're working, you're towards something, 
uh, you're going to work towards it more than just dreams come true or hope or whatever. You want to work towards it because you value it. You want to work towards it because whether you succeed or not um, is something that you believe in, uh, whether it's being really close and managing your money, whether it's helping other people. Um, the idea is that you're not looking at this absolute good enough. Good enough is more personal, and that is where you're saying, uh, my dream may come true, uh, hope may pay off, but in the meantime, I'm okay. I'm doing enough day by day by sticking by this value or sticking by this principle, whether, like I said, whether it's helping other people or seeing a business grow or learning how to be a better mom or dad. And as long as you're you're chasing that perfect notion that anybody could be the best dad or the better dad, if you're chasing that, you're going to be chasing that uh, forever. Even if people might think that about you, by the way, even if people feel like you are the best or you your dream has come true um with depression anxiety uh by the time you get there you may not even believe that to be the case or you're going to believe that that you got to that point because of luck or the stars were aligned or anything like that so what what i'm talking about today is not to be pessimistic not to steer away from motivational speakers and so forth there's a lot of good ideas and so forth but we need to carry it with realism your anxiety and depression especially as you're working towards some of these goals is kind of an indicator that either you're clinging on to these notions very heavily or that uh, you're clinging on to uh, your own expectations of hope and enough and so forth. I work with so many people that have accomplished more than enough um, before, and, and they're, while they're in their pursuit of enough, I don't care enough, so on and so forth. And as I work with them, I see that they, I, I try to help them see that they've already accomplished enough. As a matter of fact, enough has already been decided. Um, enough is not contingent upon uh, evaluation by others. And so if you care enough, uh, you're already, you already consist of that care enough. If you're a hard worker, um, that, and if you have good work ethic, that's not contingent upon whether you win first place on America's Got Talent or what have you. It, it can't take away from the fact that you, you've gone through the blood, sweat, and tears, and so forth. So what we're talking about is evaluating yourself uh, against yourself, but in a fair way, not some ambiguous idea of, uh, of perfect or ambiguous idea of enough. And certainly at the social level, uh, taking in mind uh, carefully that, uh, you know, these notions of, uh, you know, all you have to do is hope, all you have to do is pray, all you have to do is hold on, never give up, uh, stick to your dreams. You know, those notions are good and uh, they can be inspiring, but we have to look at the meaning and the reality, actually, that uh, very few people get to say that. And that's okay. Um, I believe that they um, have the right to celebrate. They have the right to be excited about their dream coming true. Uh, But there's, you know, we have to think about the other 100,000 or so that uh, take the same steps. Uh, that don't quite get there. And you know what, that's okay. We have to look at why are we trying to get there and, uh, you know, not take it so personally. So there, there's just some thoughts on, on these notions that we have for ourselves and, and society as well, and kind of how they intertwine and, and uh, 
kind of affect the way that we value ourselves. So sticking to your values, uh, sticking to doing the things, you continue to do hard work and so forth, uh, is going to be a lot more rewarding than comparing yourself to uh, a dream that uh, maybe a hundred, one in 100,000 people get to claim. I am Fred Riley. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Uh, we'll uh, be back uh, for three more podcasts next week. You can find me online at gettingbacktonumber2life.com getting back to life.com.